Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over a way to evaluate your business on a regular basis so that you can verify that you're actually making a profit and you're not just out there spinning your wheels. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963 providing quality products and services to make pool care easy, and solutions and expertise to do it right. This is a term that we use often in business, and spinning your wheels means that you're just basically out there running around pretty much like a chicken with your head cut off, and you're not making any money. And you definitely don't want to do this if you have a business, because um, there is only one benefit of owning your own business, and that is to maximize your profits to give yourself free time to do things, to be your own boss, definitely. But I think the bottom line is if you are not making enough money out there for all the extra effort it takes to run your business, then to be an employee somewhere else, you might as well be an employee somewhere else in that case. So this is a way to evaluate the fact that your business is actually generating a profit and it's something worth continuing to do. And I really think this is something that we don't do on a regular enough basis. I do this often, and I'm teaching my son to do this on a regular basis now that he has his own business. He does 3D uh, keychains. He prints 3D keychains for the industry. So he does mock-ups of like the Taylor Test Kit, the Riptide Vacuum System. So I've had the chance to teach him this from the ground up, which is a really good experience for him. He's 12 years old, and he's learning how to operate and learning about profit and loss. And reinvesting in his business so and one of the things that I've taught him is how to evaluate if he's making a profit on the sales that he's generating and I'll touch on more of that a little bit later so one of the things that you're gonna have to do is to kind of do a dissection of your business and I don't think you can wait until you file your taxes and from that point is when people start to look at all their expenses they get everything ready for their CPA or if you do it yourself you're starting to get your all your gas receipts and you know chemical receipts and all these things together and if you wait until that point to do it once a year it's better than nothing but I think you're really missing out on evaluating your business on a better term because when you're doing it like that you're really focused on your taxes mainly and how much you're gonna have to pay so what I'm talking about here is taking all of your expenses and I would suggest doing this maybe quarterly to start with so you have an idea because in the season you may spend more in the summer of course in the winter so you want to get an idea of if you're making money all year round and you can go into minutia or you can just do a general accounting and I suggest when you're starting of course to do a general accounting that way you kind of get used to doing it so you take all the money that comes in from your monthly pool service you also want to account for any extra repairs you did that month maybe some green pool cleanups or whatever you have coming in and then you put that at the top, of course. 
And if you have customers that pay late, you may want to include them. You may not want to, depending on how detailed of accounting you're going for in this process. You're going to take your invoices from your supplier, and you're going to subtract that from it, and your expenses from the gas for your car. And if you want to break down your insurance monthly, you can do that. If you have general liability insurance, if you pay licensing fees, I say break those down monthly into this chart. And there are plenty of Excel spreadsheets you can use for this. A lot of the expenses will be the same. So it's a good idea to have these already in a spreadsheet. And you can change them whenever you do this accounting of your profit and loss, which is what you're going to do. So you can find a lot of profit and loss templates online for free for Microsoft Excel or for another word processing program and use those to kind of chart the expenses um, and itemize everything in there in detail. And you can reuse this every quarter when you do this again to analyze your business. The point is to get everything into this profit and loss so that you can see what your gross net is basically after all your expenses. And then you can kind of figure out from your estimated taxes from last year how much tax liability you're going to have this year. And kind of calculate also into the quarterly um, expense profit and loss statements so you kind of know what your taxes are going to be like come April. And then you'll have your net right there. And is this money? So let's say, I'll give you just a rough example. You make 10000 a month, and then you subtract all of your expenses and all the other um, fees and taxes you can think of. You also take a percentage out for your income tax that you think you're going to pay, and then it comes down to 6000 after you subtract all of that. Now here comes an area where there's a lot of variables and you will take all of your expenses for your personal home, your mortgage if you have one, your car payment, your living expenses. Again, this is a pretty detailed process and you want to put all that in there. And then after you subtract that, you're going to get a detailed amount of money that's left over and that is your profit. Now there's some things that you can do to fine tune that. Of course, you can pay off your debt pay off your mortgage, pay off your car payment, um, don't use your credit cards, things like that. Things that fall into more of a Dave Ramsey type category and then your profit will go up of course. But I think the main thing is to see if that number on top and after you minus all of your expenses, if that's a good number before you do your household expenses to kind of get an idea of the kind of money you're bringing in after your business expenses. And of course on the personal side of it, you definitely want to know how much you're spending every month on your personal expenses regardless of your business because you can definitely outspend how much you make and that will definitely affect how much profit you actually have and so these are things you have to work on on your personal finances but from a business standpoint you get the total amounts coming in minus your business expenses that gives you the profit from your business and then you do your household expenses and see how that equates but if you're not doing this on a regular basis, you wouldn't even know if you're charging enough for, say, an acid wash or a pump install or for the monthly service rate for that fact. So you definitely want to be able to do this to break it down. And it's easy to do once you sit down and do it, actually. And it's kind of good to know how much you're spending for your household expenses every year and where you need to fine-tune things there to maximize your savings. And so the money that you're making in your business should pay all of your expenses in a reasonable sense and then you should have money left over to save or reinvest in your business 
or to reinvest somewhere else, saving for a rental property, putting it in the stock market, in mutual funds, whatever you're doing with that extra money. There has to be something left over there, again, after reasonable household expenses, to justify running your business in the first place. Because if there is not, you might as well work for somebody, get paid, have some benefits, rather than be your own boss out there if you're not going to make that kind of money. Now again, starting out, you may not have a huge profit because you're just starting out. So don't be discouraged. I'm not saying that you shouldn't start your own business in no way, shape, or form. But once you're established, you have to make sure that you're making money. So established means in Florida, if you have 80 service accounts, weekly service accounts, you're pretty well established. In Texas, I think the magic number is 65 or 60 or so because the pools are larger and you charge more. Here in California, the magic number is around 80 or 90 service accounts because the cost of living is much higher here. And believe it or not, our service rates are not the greatest for the area. So you really need to know when you reach this plateau where you should be making a profit. If you're not making a profit at that point, you need to make some adjustments to make yourself profitable. So again, I'm not discouraging you from starting. Of course, you're not going to be profitable when you first start a business. And I'll go back to my son's 3D printing business. When he first started, he had to buy three extra printers. He only had one that he had actually saved up the money from his Christmas uh, money to buy. And then he had to purchase three more. Now, we fronted him the money for that, but he paid us back, of course. So he was in debt for quite a while. I think about a three-month period where he owed us for these machines. Each printer averaged about five dollars or $600 in cost, and so he had to spend about $1,500 for the machines. And then the filament for the projects he would get whenever he had an order come in, and he slowly built up his filament supply, which is his inventory basically, a different color filaments for these prints. But his business actually took off pretty amazingly, and so within five months of starting his 3D print business, he's actually profitable. So all of his early sales were going to pay off his debt for the printers. He has that all paid off now. One thing that really helped him, and I'll give a shout out to Hasa in this podcast here. They actually ordered 500 of his chlorine cases, and that moved the needle quite a bit for him and actually got him out of debt. And I'm thankful for Hasa for their big order of their chlorine cases. And he does this analysis that I talk about here. So he'll take all of his fees from his Etsy store, and then he'll take the cost of the filament and he'll take the cost of the, you know, the keychain rings, the stuff he orders on Amazon. And every day he actually is this kind of person. Every day he has a chart on the refrigerator and he'll itemize everything. Um, the fees he's paying per order plus the amount of money he makes per order. And then he can decide um, how much to charge for it if he's making money. And so his personality, he does this whenever he gets an order. Um, for me, I'm not quite like that, but he's... He's kind of designed that way, and it's been really helpful for him. One thing he's done, and another aspect of business that I'm teaching him, is the ethical part of business. So when he first set up his store, um, if you ordered two orders, you would get charged two shipping charges. And I explained to him that you know, he's only sending out one package in a double order. And also some of the shipping charges that Etsy was charging was higher than the actual shipping, so now it's free shipping, and then he pays for the shipping based on the ounces of the package, and he raises prices to cover that, so it's more fair to everyone. And so if you order a double order, you're not going to get charged double shipping and only utilize part of that money. 
And so I told him, even though you're making some extra money on the extra shipping, you get to keep that money, that's not an ethical part of business because people are paying for that shipping charge and you're not using that money to ship it. So now it's free shipping and then the price is a little bit higher to cover the shipping. And again, that's another aspect of this that when you're doing your profit and loss and if you do have to raise your rates, you want to make sure that it's a reasonable thing to do. Again, if you see that, oh, you need, you know, you're short this amount of money, you can't just start charging your customers, um, you know, an extra $100 for a motor install. Now, if the market justifies that, definitely do that. But you can't base your charges on the fact that you need the money or you notice that you're losing money or other aspects of your business aren't run correctly. And so you're kind of passing that on to the customer. That's not a good way to maintain your business long term. What you need to do is set fair pricing, provide great service, and keep your prices on the you know the side where the market dictates. You don't want to be the lowest person. You probably don't want to be the highest person. Being in the middle is fine, I think. Uh, being in the middle towards the high end is fine. Being towards the low end is not fine. So you definitely want to fine tune that so that you are charging what you deserve to get for what your ser- what the service you're providing but you also want to be ethical about it at the same time. And so if you're not doing this kind of breakdown quarterly or maybe even more often like my son does, you're not going to know if you're making a profit or if you're losing money on your business. And you definitely want to do that. Even if you're starting out and you maybe have 10 accounts or 15 accounts, you want to project that forward into 60 accounts, 80 accounts to see if your current rate justifies future income potential And so you won't know that unless you write it down and do this kind of thing. And again, when you're starting out, you're going to have very little profit, probably a lot more expenses because you're buying equipment. But you want to also set it up to where, like I just mentioned, your projections of future income are going to be accurate, just like what Apple does and what other big companies do. They project what the next quarter is going to look like for them. And the same with you when you're building your pool right out. You're projecting what it's going to look like when you have 80, 90, 100 accounts with an employee or whatever. But if you're not breaking that down at least quarterly, you probably won't get there or you're going to be losing money or not maximizing your money. So try doing this and see if it works for you. I think it's going to really help your business to the next level when you break things down on a regular basis to see if you're actually making a good profit. And if you're looking for other episodes in this business series, go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, you can click on the podcast icon, and then you can scroll down and look at other podcasts I've recorded. And if you're in the service industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining that. Again, you can find out more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.